Ladies and gentlemen, you are now tuned into Mogul Talk, a podcast that serves as a canvas for entrepreneurs to share their triumphs and struggles on their journey to becoming the moguls of tomorrow. Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome, welcome. We're back, live and in person. Yup, yup, yup. I can't believe it. I got tears in my eyes. Like, your face is so beautiful. The globe is real. I see oh, gosh, man. I it's crazy. I, the I see the, the fade on the side. <laughs> chill, chill, chill. They're not ready. <laughs> Yo, son. Everyone if you wanna, looking crazy. If you want to <laughs> check this out, watch my YouTube. Uh, King Jewels on YouTube. You can watch my video, Quarantine Cut. Yep, um, yep, yep. It was worth it, honestly. I suggest you do it. Link up with your barber. You know, do what you got to do. But you're back at it again. Episode 309. It's your boy, King Jewels. It's your boy Church, and you're now tuned into another, 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 another episode of Mogul Talk. Talk. Um, it feels good. This is our first episode back from um, being on Zoom for the past two episodes. Yep, yep. Um, and it feels good to be back in person. The energy is all the same, and I think we got to give you guys what y'all know. And that's you're that good content. Know, you're so video too on video. So uh, tune into tap into that. Uh, yo, let's get into it today. Shout out to the unemployment rate. Yeah, give me a left, give me a right. Thirty-eight point six million. Let's go. Which is probably more. Un- unbelievable numbers. There's definitely people who haven't filed for unemployment. Maybe they were off the books. Yeah. So they can't file for unemployment. Maybe people who the system wasn't working correctly. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of people who didn't get it yet too. And we have, I think, three hundred and fifteen million people in the country. So that's like, I guess, fifteen percent. Um, uh, the uh, rising more than close to 20 25 yeah you know i feel like a lot of people think that it's gonna bounce back like let's say we open tomorrow mm-hmm. everybody would get their job back right away but i personally think that companies are gonna try and lean out uh, yeah they're gonna be like we don't need all these people um let's start fresh we have the social distance anyway and i think though it was, it's going to be a slow process to mm-hmm. get people to back get to people work, back. especially if you have a family, especially if you ha- don't have a place to put your kids at. So you still have to take care of them, uh, especially if you have a person who was affected by the covid and mm-hmm. they're sick um, and their recovery process takes a while. You got hospital bills to pay. You, you got to support because you got people who were working and then they're now supporting family members who are have coronavirus. So mm-hmm. they might have them um, hospital bills yeah. are going to be through the roof. Um, I'm, I mean, I hope that one day a bill gets passed that all coronavirus bills get paid for w- or wiped off yeah um you know like much with like uh 9-11 there was funds for that but in 9-11 i think only like nine thousand people died mm-hmm. we're at a hundred thousand gonna is gonna keep rising um and it's also a global thing yeah. brazil right now like luckily here in new york city we're not feeling it as much um but in brazil that shit is skyrocketing and they it's because they have a lack of testing so they probably have even more people that mm-hmm. are um infected and so it's just a, it's just a continuous cycle first it was in china builds up in europe it builds up in america we're coming down now but now it's south america's turn like, yeah it ain't it ain't stopping you know what it is uh there's a couple of things that i wanted to point out that we were talking about this uh maybe the last episode or the episode before that because the, by the time they see this episode we dropped the Right, this right, episode right. Or, that episode already so i think it was in that episode we were talking about how um people were going to be looking 
the job market and how people do jobs are going to shift into being like, God forbid, there's another pandemic. Right. Is there options for remote work? Am I going to lose my job? Are people going to be more likely to work for a company that has done wrong by people? You know, right. during the time of COVID nineteen, I mean, I think that was a reflection, and I th- I do agree. A lot of companies are going to look at their books and say, Did we need this many people? Are we able to perform functional ch- tasks without a staff of this many people? Um, and I think that's a very unfortunate thing for a lot of the people who are affected and um you know lost their jobs or were furloughed i personally was you know furloughed during this time and i just realized a couple of my colleagues got laid off um from their positions um so it makes you kind of concerned and wonder like what's next and what's happening with your position but i think for me i decided to take this time to really go after and do things very differently than I did before and my biggest issue was not having enough time to do the things that I wanted to do to do and go after my dreams a little bit more wholeheartedly and now I personally don't have an excuse like I have the time in the world and it's my choice to do it and I think a lot more people um, are realizing that and a lot more people are showing up on social media doing things being more active starting businesses trying to really get their hustle on because who knows how long this quarantine is going to be you know who knows how long unemployment is going to be cashing out checks who knows what the situation nobody knows what this answer looks like and i think right now is a perfect time for people to really like get up and try to see what works for them but also for some people it's a perfect time for them to take a chill for and and take a break there's a lot of people who are whipping and running before this you know what sucks is just that the hot weather is coming. Yeah. So people definitely want to go outside. I mean, here in New York, we are reopening. New York City, not really. Um, but some state, some portions of like, right, like upstate, Western and Western um, New York, yeah. I think it's really only Long Island and New York City that haven't met the metrics yet. Yeah. Even though you're going to have Jones Beach open now, you're going to have Sunken Meadow Beach now in Long Island open. And then some northern state uh, beaches are going to be open as well because also. Since Memorial Day weekend, you got New Jersey's beaches opening up, Connecticut's, which never closed. But if you have those open and ours not open, everybody from New York is just going to go there. Go there, yeah. Um, it's actually crazy because, you know, I can't believe, I don't know how they're going to be able to keep the 50% occupancy at a beach. And mm-hmm. that's also like... Um, but most of the beach, depending on what beach it is, like most of the Long Island beaches, you have to have... Yes, there's parking, right? So they have right. a limited amount number of people that have access to the beach for parking. And a lot of yeah, some people from New York City do take the train out, the LIRR and the buses to do it. But nobody's going to do that. So right, I right. think that they can manage the capacity that's with why, cars. That's why like Coney Island ain't open or Rockaway ain't open because those city beaches or Brighton Beach, they people mostly get there via public transportation. Yeah, exactly. I know when I was in high school, I used to take the bus to the, to the beach all the time. But people were on trains, and I realized that one of my oh, yeah, yeah. family friends, uh, they work for MTA, and I was asking like how the trains are, and they were saying you know they are cleaning them up, you know they're trying to you know upgrade the rail issues are not as much of a problem, but there's still a lot of people who are yeah. taking the trains on a daily basis. Um, starting today, they had to uh, because the Staten Island ferry was only going one per hour mm-hmm. and now they have to do two per hour starting today actually because there's more and more people because outside people are taking it so during rush hour they are now getting that back up and uh the mta they're closed between 1 a.m and 5 a.m mm-hmm. as of now but soon enough they're gonna have to reopen because there's gonna be too many people or add more carts yeah exactly um, they are cleaning the subways but crazy thing bro I, last week i took the bus it was the uh q58 mm-hmm. took the bus to my boy Danny's crib here in Brooklyn and 
there was vomit, like, in the back, like, you know, the back seats where mm-hmm. it has that roll? It was just on the left of it, on the floor. Dry as fuck. Vomit. The crazy thing is, three weeks before that, I was on that same bus, and mm. it was that same vomit, bro. Mm. I was going to Danny's crib, and I'm like, that is, cr-. it was just drier. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, wow, that's crazy. I'm on the same exact bus. Unless it's someone else vomited in that same, and it was the same it's good, The possibility of that. It was the same vomit. Yeah. yeah. I was like, that is crazy. I'm like, yo, nobody cleaned this But right up. now, the buses are free, so yes. there are a lot more people that are actively on the buses. Yeah. So with that being said... Um, it causes more concern because, yes, they're putting all their energy into the train system, um, but not putting as much energy into the uh, the buses. The buses, and that's a double-edged sword. You know, you're trying to I fix one thing. Go, babe. I'm sorry. It's all good. How you doing? What flavor? Because we're trying to keep it to a time restraint, so y'all not staying in the room so long. It's okay. Oh, y'all in the room. Which Aladdin? I haven't seen that shit. Yeah, I don't know. That's pistachio? Huh? Or is that pistachio? Or mint? No, it's um, vanilla bean. Oh, fine. Kind of Nah, I think that's what it looks like. But it's at Talenti. Yeah. So we were talking about the. Um... And so. They just gotta try and focus more on the bus, but it's that double-edged sword that, okay, we're going to put all our focus in one thing, the law but, of oh, balance, balance yes. is that something else is going to be diminished. Yeah, exactly. Same thing with, like, um, now more cops are going to be focused on, like, uh, uh, patrolling parks and shit, that people mm-hmm. are socially distant, handing out masks. That is going to take away from car accidents or from crime, even though crime is down. So you know, But recently, I think since outside it's been warmer, um, I noticed it the last weekend, like, uh, do you have the Citizens app? Uh, of course. So the Citizens app, all I kept seeing is like, it's so weird because I, maybe my personal Citizens app is delayed. So when I'm in Queens and I'm sometimes I get Citizens app reports from when I'm back home in yeah, Brooklyn yeah. and then vice versa. So I was getting like crazy reports like man shot, man stabbed, oh, all this crazy stuff. And it was like when it was 82 degrees last weekend. And it was crazy to think that like all this stuff is going down. People are getting shot and killed and like for two months killing was down mm-hmm. all these crazy Damn, things were happening comes out essentially that's when people get crazy like they did summer. see a, a boost in like um stolen cars and car break-ins and stuff like that that was a boost um in that type of crime but it's not the regular every day that we're used to seeing a lot more accidents in the past weekend Bro. crazy it's like because people are speeding right and they're so used to the streets being clear that they're driving like that and getting into accidents we we drove out to um trader joe's and carl place and on the way back, I was like so confused because I'm like, I haven't hit traffic in I don't know how long. And to find out that we actually hit some traffic. And then it was because somebody was being a dumbass and was driving too fast. I hate that shit when you're like, yo, what's the... What's the holdup? And you find out up? what it is. And yo, that shit was nothing. But that's obviously an accident. Um, nah, yeah. People are just reckless. People are already reckless. Yeah. Um, but now that they... Oh, the streets are empty. I, what I'm surprised is... Well, because I be biking a lot now. I be going out around the city. Um, I haven't seen many bike accidents as much mm. as I thought I would see. I'm like, I, I, sh- I feel like, oh, I'm definitely going to see them. Because I'm going all around the city. I go through Brooklyn, go over the Williamsburg Bridge, and then I'd be in Wall Street area. Then go up all the way up the west side, go all the way around and come down east side. And nah, there's a lot of people, but nah, no bike accidents, which I'm surprised at. Mm-hmm. Um, which is good as well. People are being safe. Um, and now this is a, a bike town, man. Every 
every bike shop I pass by, line around the block. You know, I, it was crazy. I decided to buy uh, a bike this week. Um, I've actually wanted to get a new bike for uh, like years. Like you can ask Allison. Okay. Uh, when I got the bike, she was like, "I'm so happy for you because you've been talking about getting a new bike for years." My bike had gotten stolen from my last apartment, and yeah, I was yeah, just yeah. like, "Oh, you know, I'm not like." I'm, I'm driving a lot more for work so i don't necessarily need the bike and right, like i don't right. have the time obviously now i have the more the free time and gyms are closed so like getting some cardio in is really good to just go bike and i don't run so i bought a bike and i was talking to the older gentleman that like had it like he had like a whole garage full of bikes and he's like i go and i pick them up upstate connecticut jersey pennsylvania and i come back to new york and sell him and he's like you can't get a bike anywhere nah. he's like it's so difficult to get a bike yep, yep. and he's like you can't get it brand new he's like this is the only way that you'll be able to get it is if you buy it secondhand off of somebody um ended up buying my bike but yeah they're seeing a surge in bike sales and it's like to a point that there's not enough bikes to one supply of, the need one of my co-workers she was telling me this week or yesterday two days ago she was like Oh, I bought a bike over the weekend. And I'm like, oh, that's fire. I was like, hey, like I've been biking and I see that all the shops are, are full as fuck. And she's like, yo, I had to go to the middle of nowhere. I went to three Walmarts and they didn't have it in New Jersey. She's like, I went to a Walmart, no bikes. I had to, I don't know where she went. But she's like, I had to go to the middle of nowhere. I was like, yo, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, It's a good thing. Yeah, definitely. You know, our, our, our carbon emissions is down. Things, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Like, I saw that there was a tweet about that the other day that was saying like, um, the world carbon emissions has gone down like by 20%. Um, overall, which is great to hear, um, and that is a sign that we can move towards more renewable resources. And I think that would cause, like, I've always thought about biking to my job, but what has always stopped me was there's no shower at my job. Mm -hmm. I guess I could shower at the gym, um, but I think now jobs should have that. They're gonna be like the accessibility. Hey, more, more people, and some jobs do. When I used to work at uh, OXO, this uh, kitchen appliance company, they had beautiful showers in there. Um, when I worked at Able Scene, they had showers there as well. So more modern companies do have it, mm -hmm. um, but like my company now does not have a shower in there. But if you're not, if you have like workers who are like, hey, I don't feel comfortable taking the train, y'all should begin to accommodate because that yeah. cause if you want your workplace environment to become this more creative, more social distancing place, more clean place, I think that would be. Uh, I would go a far way. Yeah. Hopefully they clean the showers. You know, you got to go in your flip flops and shit. I think too, like I was actually thinking about that because, um, my, my office is, I honestly, it's actually to get to my office. I can take one bus straight or I can take the J train into the city, two stops to transfer into Brooklyn one stop. Like I literally have to go through Manhattan mm -hmm. to go through to to get to the side of Brooklyn where my office is. So take the I could take the F or the A F, or F, whatever. Okay. Um so I thought about it once I got the bike, I'm like, I'm not even gonna need to do that. I'm gonna just bike straight to work um on a regular basis and I'm like, you know, it days that I have to travel a little bit further, I'm just gonna get on a train with my bike. Like I, yeah. I my my whole thing with buying my bike was I wanted a bike that was so perfect size for me super light where yes. i live on the fourth floor walk up so i should be and i don't want to leave my bike on the street because hell, hell no. i know that no i love that style but no. the crackheads over here hell they will no. clip your bike in two Yo, seconds i've lived in this city for my whole life i think i've had five bikes stolen in queens yeah one time i had well this part was i was stupid but i put my bike in front of an at&t to just ask a question about my iphone I was like, hey, can I put my bike inside real quick? And then they were like, yeah, 
go outside, it's gone. I didn't chain it up. I just left it. Mm. I'm stupid. It was on Steinway, bro. Oh, even worse on Steinway. Five, yo, five seconds. They must have been watching me. Mm-hmm. And then once that was one time I got it stolen. Another time I was playing handball at St. Mike's and the king stole it from me. And I was like, fuck, man, my bike got stolen. Funny thing, like five hours later, I'm like, fuck, I have to go back home now. And like, my bike is stolen. His brother pulls up to me. He's like, hey, is this your bike? My bad, my brother flattened your tire. I was like, bro, it's all good. Yo. Like, I got the bike back. Yeah, That's yeah. a priority. This was a, a crazy Latin King. He got the he got jokered on him. Like, mm. he they got he got jumped and they fucking jokered him. King Carlos, uh, crazy crazy times, crazy things that we grow up in New York and see all this shit. Yeah. Another time I got my bike stolen. This was also stupid. I put it in like this garbage area in my church while I was working in the rectory. I had put it there once and it was safe when I got to work. But I didn't go look for it right after I got out of work. Instead, I went to a friend's house, which was a block away. But then I left that friend's house like at one a.m. Went to go check on the bike. It was gone. Gone. Um, yeah, you can't. You can't lack in a city. You can't lack, and that's like those are all my fault. Um, and I, I realized that like for me, I decided like so I needed something I can walk up a four floor walk up with, and then two. Um, I personally like we live on the uh, the fourth floor, but we have like this extra stair space that leads to the roof. But there's like enough room where I can like lock my bike up, and I know my neighbors. Like I know everybody in my building, so nobody's gonna steal my bike from inside the crib. Um, but I also just thought about it like I need to be able to run up this pair of stairs on the yeah, train, yeah. and like this this is a, the mode of transportation. And my neighbor even said like, "You have a car. Why do you get um, why do you buy a bike?" And I was like, "Parking." yeah parking is like okay for right now but like just leave the car parked you know oh, yeah. I, I i use the car for specific reasons we use it for groceries we use it to drive the queens to visit allison's aunt and then that's about it and if, then you get exercise yeah you get exercise and being healthy and, and like not, not spending as much money and you're not contributing to the fall of earth you know like bike I, bike life is Crazy, crazy times, bro. You would never have thought that this is where we'd be. We're gonna become Amsterdam, like yeah, <laughs> um, or fucking whatever other bike city there is. Like uh, Madison, Wisconsin is a great bike city. Boulder, Colorado, great bike city. And I know New York City has been trying to, you know, with the city bikes mm-hmm. right now during the pandemic. Like you could get a year free um, through Citibank. Um, if not, you pay pay five dollars a month. Um, even though I don't know how sanitary that shit is, but with the lack sanitary of- and then like the the I've never ridden the upkeep. I ha- I have. Um, I'm gonna be honest. I found one on the street, and I was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna." Oh, ride it. Right. <laughs> and right. I on. Um, but to be honest, it was just like I think about it now that or like owning a bike again. Just the upkeep, overall care. Like you don't know where this bike has been. Oh, yeah. Thinking about quarantine, like anybody can just pick up the bike whenever they want and just drop it off whenever they want so like was it taken care of was it wiped down and now like as we're going last episode we talked about the aftermath and what the aftermath will start to look like um when things are starting to open up but now we've seen places open up and like places like texas and um certain points of uh, atlanta Atlanta and and, uh the rest of georgia that opened up and even some places in my parts of like miami florida too my parents are in florida right now oh wow they drove to florida um Last week, and they've been there for like they're gonna be there for ten days to my roommate's crib, parents' crib. Yeah. yeah. Um, but they're like, "Yo, my mom's on vacation." You're like, "Yo, fuck it, we drive them to Florida." They actually took the antibody test, mm-hmm. and they never had it, thank God. Um, and so they're like, "Fuck it, we out." I'm like, "Yo, y'all wildin'." They actually just texted me ten minutes ago, and they're like, "What are you?" My dad's like, "Kev, what are you doing?" I'm like, "I'm chilling with Julian in Brooklyn." He's like, "What again?" 
<laughs> be careful. And I'm like, you the- just drove down to Florida. Florida. Yeah. Like, yeah. What do you mean, be careful? Like, um. So, but you know, shit. They 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 already old, so I guess they can live their life. And I personally only like people who see like, yeah, you're outside, you're doing things, you're social distancing. Like, I only social distance. I've only like interacted with the same few people right. in ter- in terms in all of quarantine. It's Allison, my brother, um, Allison's aunt. Um, like I've seen my neighbors, but like no interactions. Nobody's right, been right, in my right. home. And then you, and then uh, two of Allison's closest friends, all people who like regularly we're interacting with. We see, we talk to them. We know that they have not vi- had a virus. We're taking precautions. You're washing your hands. You're, yeah, yeah, they yeah. they're bringing PPE and stuff like that, and being more aware. And like Trump said, you can have under ten people in a place, but you know, like our hysteria and the scariness. You're like, you know, you don't necessarily want to do that. But after a certain point, which I was telling Allison. It's going to get warmer. And I know growing up in New York City, um, I was blessed to have like central air in my house. And there's some people who don't have that. And they look to the activities in New York City, the parks, the pools, the beaches to be their escape from the city and being stuck at home. And imagine being stuck at home in a situation. And let's be honest. New York City and New York State, New York City specifically, yes, we make people make a lot of money in New York City. People think like, yeah, New York City, you make big bucks. But there are a lot of people who live in one to two bedroom apartments with five, seven people, close to 10 people, you know, look at Park Ave, man. Park Ave has the richest like homes in all the country, apartment buildings. And then you just go north on Park Ave, which reaches the Bronx. You'll have the poorest Mm -hmm. people that live there per capita, like. Um, but the the average salary, like you'll have billionaires, and all the way to the bottom is like people only make ten thousand dollars a year. So mm-hmm. yeah, man, that disparity is fucking huge, and it always gets it gets bigger. And this virus has shown us that. Yeah. Um, we know that the people who are most affected are um, people the of color and underprivileged. But even now, I think about it, and it's like a lot of people lost their jobs, and yes. think about all the major corporations that were salarying people uh it's crazy i watched this video on youtube and i think it was by glamour mm-hmm. magazine um or i don't even know what the big thing is I'll, if i remember i'll mention it to you but the video was asking a whole a group of 100 new yorkers how much they made and what they did for a living and they went from the slowest scale to five to seven thousand dollars thousand dollars a year all the way to somebody who made 200k and explain what they were doing but some of those disparities are going to come where the people, and this is what people are complaining about now with unemployment, is the people who are unemployed are making more money than some of the essential workers. Right. And that has to do with the extra $600 boost that, that the, the, CARE the, the CARE Act right, right. initiated with us, right? So with that being said, there are a lot of executives and people who were getting 80 90 100k salaries that live in those places that now just lost their jobs and imagine the craziness of like trying to oh i had all this money now lost my job unemployment unemployment's not going to pay you but the max eleven hundred dollars a week or whatever and with that max you might not even be hitting nowhere near your salary so now it's creating a new group of people who are now going mm. from being in a very prominent positions mm. financially now they're the ones that are being lower and now you're seeing the people who were low income uh unemployed 
making more than they, they are were. and may, may being more yeah, substantial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the smart play would be those people, and I, I know many of the people that I know that are unemployed are taking that sec- extra $600 and immediately putting it to savings to. and separating it. Um, and also, this other smart play is tax your amount now yes. and don't wait until later because a lot of people are just getting, give me that $900 check, give me that $1,100 check, and then when taxes come next year... And you might not have a job then. And yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. You know, and that's that's always the play in my opinion. Um, unless you're like a freelancer who got to do a 1099. Um, even then, when you aren't getting your taxes paid up front, you always got to put half up, you know, into your savings. Because once that those bag taxes hit, you got to pay that. And they don't, you know, unless you're really struggling, they'll allow you for a payment plan. But most of the time, they'd be like, you ready to pay this next week? Mm-hmm. And it has to be whatever amount it is. Luckily, I mean, hopefully... Because whatever back tax you have to pay, you obviously made more than that. Mm-hmm. So hopefully you have you have it, but not a lot of people do. You know, and too, they uh, I realize with the taxes situation now is that they're depending on who you owe the taxes to. So if you owe federal taxes, you can chalk that up, pay the government directly little by little. Mm. If you owe state taxes, state tax will um, direct it towards a collections agency. I see. Um, and then you'll pay the ch- collections agency out, or you can pay the state a lump sum all at one time. It depends on the timeline. I would recommend pay that off immediately. Don't waste yeah, your time. Yeah. Don't hold that money because what are you really holding it for? You're going to be losing out in the long run. And I think that's what a lot of people are spending and acting crazy and doing all these crazy things. They get the stimulus check. They hear there's a second stimulus check coming and they think like, Oh, there's going to be this wealth of money. And I think that they don't understand that they're sending, making that happen because they don't know what's going to happen. They don't know how long it's going to take to fully reopen the country. Um, And then you're going to see what's happening in China where they're getting a second wave yeah. of cases um, because they thought, hey, we were scot-free and they didn't manage it the right way. Nope. And now they have two cities, each with 100 million people each in them, getting shut down. They have to quarantine and nobody's allowed out on takeout orders, you know, the, the whole deal. Mm-hmm. They had to start all over again. Um, and I mean, that's just like, I like I definitely saw that come because they, uh, the Chinese government, they did it too quick. Mm-hmm. They they tried to be like, oh, we're the best. We Look at how we handled this. We built a hospital in, in two days. And um, we were able to get this many cases through. You know, and like, uh, but now, in order to have, because that's all propaganda. Mm-hmm. That's all like, look at us. We're, this, we're the real superpower. Like, look at America. Like, they can't do shit. They're just suffering. Um, everybody should come to us. And then that's when people begin to buy all the tests from China. But then when they got sent to Italy, 50% of them were faulty. Mm-hmm. So that's what the... And, like, China doesn't want that because it looks bad. But and when you try to rush things... That's like, what happens. Yeah, even if you look at um China's infrastructure, housing infrastructure, their new houses where they build, like... Because they're going to have a housing bubble that explodes very, very soon. Um, they're if you look you could look it up on youtube and everything them houses are already falling down and they're just like two years old mm-hmm. because they build them too quick trying to like and they, they also build them very cheap right yes, yes i think yes. about all the the companies that are sourcing materials and labor out of china right now i this is crazy to see so uh personally my favorite food is Chinese food. Like Yo, top, on the re- on the regular, like top I three. if anybody knows me, they know that if I could, I'd eat Chinese food 
out of seven days, four out of seven days, if not five. I, w- I walked by the Chinese local Chinese restaurant in my neighborhood, and I read the sign. And I've noticed that a lot of businesses they've leaving signs explaining to customers, "Hey, we have left because of this reason, or we closed because of this reason." And I read the Chinese um, restaurant's wall, and it said. We're unfortunately right now, we're not able to um, we're closing due to the spread of COVID-19 and there there being a limited amount of supplies for us to be operate and stay in business. And then I thought about it. Right. All these Chinese owned businesses that are in New York City, let's look at New York City as a whole. Right. The Chinese, they run beauty supply stores. They run the nail nail salons. They run the fish markets. They run um, the Chinese food restaurants. And most times, they all own all of them in the same neighborhood, in the same area. So they have all of them on lock. So if one business is not able to get the products and the the things that they need for it to run, then all those businesses are not going to get the products. There's a supply chain issue. Exactly. And now since there's a supply chain issue, think about all the supply chains across America. And that now that everything is not sourced through China, we're we're asked out. And this is where it's super important that we need to start thinking about manufacturing in the States. And become self-sufficient. It really is just a national... It's a national emergency issue. Yeah. Think about when this whole thing happened... All of the PPE that we didn't have, all the ventilators that didn't, we didn't have. Thank God we didn't get up to the level where there was like a million people at once who needed a ventilator. ventilator yeah. You know, thank God we never got there because then it would have been it would have been a wrap. Um, like uh, in Italy where their health infrastructure fell because they couldn't handle it. Luckily we didn't get on that level, but there was a time where everybody had to scramble. They had to work in. Uh, usually hospitals will need like a month of back supply mm-hmm. to have, but now. In crisis mode, the it was only like three days that they needed, um, and for you to have need like Robert Kraft to use his private jet to fly to China, and then you needed governors to be like, "Yo, Robert Kraft, like get on the phone. Can, can you can you get me like a pallet of of PPE? Um, that's not how it should work. Yeah, especially a, a little a little string thing and a mm-hmm. little cloth that is so easy to manufacture. Like, why can't we do it? Yeah, um, and it is. It's a national emergency because. What about the next one? And let's say China is done. They can't do shit. Where are um, we going to... How are we going to do it? How are we going to do it? Or what if we're in a war? Like, not that I want that, but what if you are? Like, how are you going to be like, oh, we can't... We don't have all that shit. Well, we could, if we reference that, look at, like, World War One, World War Two, World War where... Look at Rosie the River, the perfect example. Rosie the River came about because of the fact that um, women, most of the men were at war, and mm-hmm. women became the workforce in the United States. They were helping run business, and, and women and minorities of uh, minorities, specifically people of color, were the ones running businesses, right, right, right. keeping the country going. They were the one the manufacturing guns. guns and stuff to send out to the other countries. Which ultimately, because we were in a depression before World War Two, exactly, which helped boom business. Yeah, yeah. So with that. It was like, why? When do we get to the point where I think I, I chalk it up to post Reagan era, where everything was outsourced to other countries, yep. and now we got a dependency on China for all of our goods and resources. And to be honest, at the end of the day, you're not. It's going to be but so much. And what if China falls? What if there's a war between China and some major country and another major power, and then it suddenly just stops? You know? Yeah. Um, what are we gonna do? And for me, even the bigger issue is that, like, then you become 
those people who own those companies mm-hmm. that are so are outsourced in China, then you become like you're dependent on the dependent, but also like you're under um kind of like the government's control in terms of like mm. they can censor you easily. Perfect example, there's a Australian college who is has like close uh, ties to China because they have like 9,000 Chinese students that go to that college, mm. which amounts to like $300 million in tuition, something like that. And it's, it's good for the college, you know, that one. Um, and now right now in China, there's like this, the Uyghur community, which is Chinese Muslims. They're in concentration camps mm-hmm. in, and China calls it re-education. Oh, camps. and then I think it's the the um, the Africans too. They're having issues where they're being held in concentration camps and they're being, they're um, being tortured. Like, they're being like jailed yeah. because of um because of the COVID shit. Like like oh, they're blaming it on like Africans and uh, putting signs up on like there's like that famous video of like a McDonald's where the Chinese lady's like no black people. And I don't blame it on the Chinese worker. I blame it on like the global Go- government yeah. who was like you have to do this. So fucked up. But China itself is also like. It's against almost any foreigner. Like, if you and I, or, like, someone even who's white, goes to China, they make it hard for you as a foreigner to, like, try to get a dual citizenship. You really can't. Mm -hmm. You can't. Like, if you are from China, come to America, you could get a citizenship of America eventually. They make it hard for you to buy a house. They make it hard for you to buy a car as a foreigner, no matter Mm -hmm. what foreigner it is. Even if you marry someone, um, they make it really, really tough. And you never really do become... Um, a part of the culture part of the culture like you want to for other but then in in our country and this is it made me think about it too is like we're at a point where there's so many people all right we've been watching a lot of like 90 day fiance and like looking at like the immigration process k1 visas and stuff like that and just thinking about the fact that america will let you in because you married somebody you prove that you love them and then you can go about your business and like the stipulations of how we allow people to immigrate to our country Mm -hmm. right and then at the same rate people immigrate to our country and then they take over businesses but they don't provide jobs and opportunities and or they suddenly feel like they're the oppressed ones in our country um and it's a little crazy to think about that like in america in order of the how people are perceived that it's Caucasian people, then it's Asian people, then it's black people, then it's Latin people or Hispanic people, and then every other race or nationality falls under that category, mm. right? So you think about people who are naturally born and you're an American and stuff like that, and we think about the oppression. Like even even right now, in the midst of a pandemic, you think about all the people who've been killed unnecessarily police brutality all the crazy shit that's happening like it's unbelievable how we live in a country that accepts this and openly accepts this you know what i mean and like to think about the ahmad um aubrey aubrey story like that's crazy to think that that was able to happen and that happened before the virus and those things happen every day and they're happening every day in the midst of the virus you know what i mean and this is like we're so consumed by this one thing that we're not even talking about this and having these conversations and addressing these issues in our country yeah our our, well like our country is obsessed with racism Mm -hmm. you know um and you know i guess let's say for lack of a better word, like terrorism, like our country was born on that, like the Boston Tea Party. Mm-hmm. Technically, the 
the colonial colonialists, whatever the when they revolted, that's technically like domestic terrorism. Mm-hmm. And then we won our country and we created the United States of America. So like our country was kind of born on that shit. And then it was born on the backs of slaves um, for years. And then Jim Crow happened. So like it's literally like in our blood, which is so fucked up. Mm-hmm. Um, we're systemized. Oh my god, yeah, of course. Like um, even like with white flight, like the GI Bill and then the nineteen forties. You promised a house to every every army person, but you didn't give it to the black people. Mm-hmm. When Compton used to be a white only place, and then black people started moving there, they gave tax breaks for the white people to move out of Compton, go up north, um, and causing white flight. Like it is all, a, it's a plan mm-hmm. that I guess was made years ago. And then also the the elitism and money plays a huge role into it too, because I feel like in within the pandemic, there've been a lot of conversations about how people of color have been treated as patients of COVID-19 versus um, non-people of color. And then also talking about how the elitists and rich people have had so much accessibility to testing so take a test. and yeah. we haven't gotten access to the test. And like now it takes like, well, you can't get a test unless you show symptoms and then you got to go to a specific place and if you're depending on what neighborhood you're in you gotta go five miles to your nearest testing facility you, you that's gotta lie because it's either if you show symptoms or you came in contact with somebody, somebody who and shows symptoms you know, but like you could just lie i'm gonna have to lie for that i'm gonna have to pull up and be like oh yeah yeah i got hit up like mm-hmm. um now actually like we should if you did get um close to someone there'll be a phone number that calls you and it'll pop up like if it says you know how like it's a scam or like private it'll say nyc tracer um, yeah and, they, and they're trying to trace where the the virus and came so, from and now you could get a phone call that will tell you like yo you got someone so it'll say it like if you have an iphone if you have like an old phone it won't say it mm-hmm. um but that shit is crazy like if you get that phone call i'd be mad shook i'd be like oh shit yeah um and there's some people who can pass on the virus so, without even knowing. Yeah, um, that's the biggest issue. That's why like testing is so big. Um, and that's where we're, like they're talking about how there there's a drug that will work in terms of creating a vaccine. It's been tested on a few people. It showed um, some promise, but it hasn't done mass testing, right? But we need te- we. It, it does take time, and they're they're hoping. Well, we're gonna get uh some type of vaccine by January 2021 and they were trying to talk they were talking about like if we don't get some type of vaccine or rapid level testing to manage this the breakout in the winter of 2020 2021 is going to be so much crazier than it was this year and these are the things where having strong leadership in our government would make things a lot of e- easier, and it's crazy that this is happening in the midst of an election, right? Yeah. Like, what is the rest of the year, the election, gonna look like during this? You know, are we gonna be, are people gonna be willing to vote in a new president in the midst of a pandemic? Are we, they really gonna hand Trump the presidency on a silver platter? Nah. It, um. Well, the problem is that like now a lot of states are thinking about doing mail-in, um, voting, and which is gonna do what? cause voter fraud but there's no there's like test like studies that say like that's not necessarily true like there isn't that much uh evidence to show that you will cause that much voter fraud i mean as of course it's possible mm-hmm. but it's in the constitution um when they first wrote it like it says like oh you could do regular ballot for people who aren't able 
You do absentee ballot. Yeah. So that's what it is. Like, we've been doing it for years. And so I don't, I mean, with any election, I guess voter fraud is possible. Even shit, the last election we had the fucking Russia shit. Um, that still hasn't even been like resolved like that. It, got it found, hasn't, it's not going to get resolved. Not, yeah, you know, like, and, um, and so even though, and so like even Michigan now, they sent out an absentee application mm-hmm. for everybody um, due to the COVID shit. And then you have Trump like saying like, oh, they shouldn't be doing that. Um, I'm going to have to, tr- I'm going to try and get rid of funding. Even though fucking Trump himself has done an absentee pound in <laughs> Florida. Like, yo, how you sound? And then when it comes to, because I understand like in the previous election, he won Michigan. He like he had forty point six percent, while Hillary had like forty point zero percent. And then uh, Nevada, Hillary won like forty point six percent, and he lost forty percent. Mm-hmm. It was so close. So um, he's not talking shit about Nevada because I guess he lost the last one, even though they're doing the same shit, sending the absentee balance. But he wants Michigan. Yeah, he's a swing state. He wants that shit again. So it, he's tight. He's because mm-hmm. he he himself has said if. Uh, you have absentee shit. Republicans aren't gonna win. Yeah. Um, and that's because Republicans more more likely to not care about the virus and be like, no, nah, I'm gonna go in line and vote. Yeah. Um, Democrats or liberals, they're like, nah, I'm not gonna risk it. I'm gonna um, send it in. I'm gonna protect myself. And even if they if we didn't have absentee balance, then Democrats are gonna be like, nah, like I don't feel like going. I guess I'm not voting this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got an absentee uh for my roommate because I actually uh um registered as an independent mm-hmm. and independents can't vote in the primaries uh you have to be either democrat or republican even though i don't even know what the fuck independent means mm-hmm. like obviously i'm a democrat the only reason i really put myself as independent it's just like i didn't want one day people be like oh we see you signed up as a democrat not that i have a problem with being there because mm-hmm. i am like what the fuck like i can never be the red side like uh, are you saying did you like <laughs> did you yeah. I, I thought about this recently oh not recently like but, maybe if, uh i regret signing up as an independent not as much now because bernie's he's still on the new york ballot but whatever he conceded already um so i was like oh damn i can't vote for bernie for the primary um but now it doesn't really matter that's really my only regret was that mm-hmm. but in the election you can vote for whatever yeah but yeah. it's true yeah, yeah. um no, I thought about this. I mean, Kanye was talking about this, or you like you don't have to be a Democrat or a Republican or whatever, and like you can do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Um, I I personally made the decision or came to the understanding that I am a conservative liberal. Mm-hmm. Um, my I have conservative viewpoints when it comes to business and how Certainly. business should be run, but my social views are liberal, and that's kind of affected my thought process in terms of voting and who i want to vote for um obviously i'm not voting for a republican i personally will never vote for a republican you never know but i i want to see more i wouldn't vote for this republican never a lot of people are one issue voters voters what if one republican was like yo you know what like i'm we have we have to give reparations to we have to settle this here now Mm -hmm. and it was a republican you'd probably vote for him or Mm -hmm. no i don't know because or like if you really believe in abortion and um this one and you're a republican but this democrat is like nope we're gonna ban abortion even though i'm a democrat but i don't believe in abortion Mm -hmm. you might go on that side yeah and so a lot of people are one issue voters um and that's what really which i think like biden is sucks at right now like where the fuck is he i don't see shit about him he recently he did come out with like a black agenda which Mm -hmm. is great 
um, because that's what he was lacking too. Like how you have you were uh, Obama's vice president, but yet you, you, you don't have anything to say about the shit. black agenda. Yeah, you know, um, even though Obama, you know, didn't do a lot either. People say um, for like the black people, people be like, "Oh, Trump did more. He has given more money to HBCUs." I don't know the facts. Of that, I mean, but, but there's always one crazy brought up Obama. Kudos to Obama for coming out and saying that Trump is a trash president, pretty much. Um, but it's crazy is that as the pressure that they put on Obama is unbelievable because you, of course, being the first black president, there's expectations from black people and there's expectations from white people. Black people, some people look to him as the great hope you know to change right. the culture change. for us forever then for some people for white people it was like well we want to see him fail what is he going to do to fail or what is he going to do to change things and make things better to prove to us that black people or other people of color or any other marginalized group um or a woman is allowed or should be president right so with that it kind of was like the expectation is not there and you can't he couldn't go in there and do everything black agenda black agenda because then we'll never see another black president and you even had like at the time mitch mcconnell who he still is the head of the house or the senate yeah he's still the head of the senate senate majority leader when obama was in his first thing he's like my one goal is to um Make sure Obama doesn't have a second term. He's like, that's what I'm going to do. Even, like, not think about legislation, not try and help people. You know, your fucking uh, um, state of Kentucky is one of the poorest states of this whole thing. And then you'd be like, oh, I don't want to. Because uh, they take mad money from the government, mm -hmm. you know, whatever, to supplement the shit that they do. And then they'd be like, oh, we don't want to give money to blue states because we don't want to bail them out. Yeah. The ones that are suffering the most, like New York, California, Illinois. Um, and so uh people like unfortunately like the senate and the house also didn't allow sh shit for yeah. for shit to get done that obama wants to do one thing though that obama did do was he's the one who has um what's the word commuted the most sentences mm -hmm. for people in jail more than yeah, any let's other, talk about more it more than any other person the, uh bin laden yep healthcare for all yep uh obamacare and also increased from when before, if you were on your parents' insurance, you would get off at 23. He increased it to 26. 26, yep. Amazing. Um, also, in addition to that, he helped... Uh, oh, my gosh. It was on the tip of my gay, tongue. Uh, he legalized gay marriage. Legalized gay marriage. He also helped uh, DACA. Yes. Okay. Did he create DACA? Yeah, he created DACA. Created that was DACA. a program under uh, the Obama. created My Brother's Keeper. I don't know really what has come out to that. Um, but, you know, on top, the top of that, Obama also killed the most people with drones mm -hmm. overseas. He, he bodied niggas. Our, uh, the, our, our military was never as strong as it was under the Obama exactly, administration. Like, the execution was there. And if Trump were to get reelected, I'm pretty sure he would beat Obama. Because, like, the most before Obama was obviously Bush. Mm -hmm. And then, then it was Obama. And then uh, and Obama also was the one who... Uh, immigrated or mm -hmm. took out the most immigrants as well uh what is the word um deported mm -hmm. um that as well uh and so like but if trump were to get reelected he would probably beat that as well like the military budget has increased every year for like the past 50 and years. then we have not increased spending for all every other thing and what are, what are and, we preparing for and then you'd be like nah we can't we can't um uh, forgive people's student loans because we just don't have the money. My nigga, you just passed a three trillion dollar stimulus. To, to pay, and this really, I think they said it costs a hundred thousand dollars to equip a soldier. 
Mm. Each soldier is a hundred thousand dollars it takes equipped. That's why when the military spending bills are in the trillions, because you have to equip the army, the navy, the air force, and a lot of it is um, uh, military contracts. With, yep. Like people like, oh, we're just gonna sell guns to this vendor. Mm-hmm. Um, we're gonna make sure we buy guns from this person, or buy bombs, buy or bombs who's gonna them. handle our medical facil- medical supplies? Who's gonna do our uniforms? All those little things. Who's gonna supply the cars? What type of? Uh, That's why like shit like even right now um i'm not really sure the update but like saudi arabia was like the cause of like the genocide in um ah what's the place fucking yeah i can't think of it right now but they were pretty much because they were the one blocking people uh food and services to go to that country Mm -hmm. damn what was the fucking country um uh i've said it before in a podcast but we sell guns to saudi arabia we we make billions i think you know every year but this country is causing a genocide in this other country. But that's what America does. Do we cut off ties? And also, they uh, were, um, like, uh, fucking, uh, what's the word? Uh, When you say, oh, you did this, accused. They were accused of using chemical warfare as well. Mm -hmm. They were like, okay, so we stop working with Saudi Arabia, selling them billions of dollars of worth of guns, um, stop that, and then you're gonna have like Russia be like, all right, fuck it, then I'll sell them. Sell them, and then you this know? is what this always. It's the arms race. It's always who can be the biggest yeah. superpower: Russia, China. And at the end of this, at the end of the day, this pandemic has taught us that nobody has it on lock. Nah, there's no country, and the reason. And when I was talking about leadership. America has always been to the forefront in terms of negotiations, peace treaties, leading the, the charge on global initiatives, and America is not doing that. And they know, other countries know it's because of our president, and it doesn't show that we're unified. We're not the United States of America. Yeah. We're the states of America you because we're not right united, now. and it's a, we're making a fool's hour out of ourselves, but also other countries are showing how weak they are too, and right now, I'm very curious to see what happens, to see who who emerges as this, this next superpower? It was America. Then they were talking about China. Now Russia and the UK. The UK was crumbling. China got the coronavirus. They can't keep their shit together. Russia is mad quiet. Oh, dear. You don't hear nothing from Russia. And that's what we should be concerned about. But, hey, this is the world we live in. And you just... That Take uncertainty that uncertainty is what we got to live by for right now. You got to lean into the uncertainty. Yeah. You know, um, that's the best way to live. Right now, we don't know what's going on, but the truth of the matter is that this will pass as well, whatever yeah. it may be. Um, and we're going to tell this story to our kids and future generations of what it was like. I, I mean, Allison, we're talking about like our kids are going to learn about this in school and yeah. they're going to ask us, mommy and daddy, you know, what they what was it like living in there and i feel like i asked that like to my grandmother you know like i was like what was it like you know growing up in the civil rights era you were like 18 19 in civil rights like what was it like growing up as a child right after world war one you know like those are the questions that i asked i'm thinking about what my kids might potentially ask us and honestly the like you said the biggest experience takeaway from this experience taking it day by day and just learning with it and i think that we're seeing a lot more people learning and adapting to it and i think overall we're gonna see some positive changes out of this but i'm also concerned about the negative effects that this might lead to and that's it yeah man who knows man some people think now there's gonna be two different types of communities 
people who like got the virus and then there's people who didn't so then two new classes will, will arise um shit, shit and then how people will be treated after this like are they they said um that coronavirus or COVID 19 is going to be around um just like hiv and the measles um and that's how it should be treated and as we start to normalize the virus and what the implications and the the, the, the things that are around it um it's also going to look about how we treat people and people who had the virus and what the survivors are going to look like, you know, and that is that the crazy thing is that this virus has had a different effect on every person. There's some people who were not even affected by it. There were some yeah. people that were medi- medium level affected and there were some people that coronavirus changed their whole fucking life, yeah. you know. And that's the the real honest truth. Facts. I know what has for us. Yeah, so, like, truly. Um, especially because that's when it gets real when you know someone because mm-hmm. some people be like that shit ain't real it's a conspiracy but once it but hits once, home you know once and you see the severity you see the people that are suffering in the hospital you see families who can't even go see their their, their loved one they have to go through FaceTime while a doctor is just holding it you know like it's, 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 it's way better than it was and you know uh the the governor was talking earlier like they're working now to finally allow visitation back but they're just starting with like one hospital mm-hmm. and so that's coming back but it's, it's, that's taking time too and you know for me personally it is a very difficult experience not to be able to visit my dad and certainly i think that the doctors are doing the best that they can with the resources that they have and you know yeah you're interacting with FaceTime and depending on the level of how severe the virus had hit the person you know they might be a little bit more self-sufficient but for those people who are not as self-sufficient during this time um, it is a little difficult you know you're waiting by the phone waiting for that phone call once a day twice a day to see the anxiety that that hits you it's unbelievable and you know I pray for all those people who are dealing with that it's a difficult time and I even just pray for those who have lost family members during this time. And there's a lot of grief. There's a lot of hurt that's going on. And we're trying to mask it up and, you know, memes and hoping that we can go outside and get to our better, better re- regular reality. But at the end of the day, there's a lot of hurt behind this. And the fucked up is you don't even get a chance to mourn, bro. You no don't. Funeral. Like, you can't have a funeral. Yeah. You know, like, that's what I think hurts the most. And that people don't honestly get are not going to get the proper send-off that they deserve. You know, like, you funerals, although sad, they show the test of the life of that the person lived. And they're a celebration of life as much as they are, you know, sad. But at the end of the day, it's sad to see great people not get the send-offs they deserve, you know. And that also just shows you how trivial life is and that we bigged up a lot of our practices in our lives and that it's so simple and it could be so taken away very easily, you know? So, um, with that, I just say, stay home, stay Stay safe. safe. Honestly. Um, we, we thank you guys for tuning into episode three Oh nine. Uh, I don't even know if we did an introduction, but I'm your boy King Jules. I go by the name of no church in the city. And this is mogul talk. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Um, this is our first video, uh, on a first time doing video with our podcast so let us know what you guys um think um it is going to be up on youtube and then after this you guys know where to follow and us and it's find also us. the first one uh not via zoom not via zoom we in person we in person <laughs> we're, we're getting there somewhere <laughs> but yeah, um, tune into the next episode check out table talk um check out uh round, our hour. We, we got a lot of shit check coming out, up uh 
but yo, Julian's been working, man. I'm dead ass useless over here in these. Schools. Nah, 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 nah. Um, we're, but, we're not jacking that. <laughs> but uh, yo, we coming up. We coming up. We we getting we getting back. Um, shout out to Roundtable. Shout out to you, Kyle. Tequila. Shout out to you, my nigga. <laughs> I miss you, man. This is it feels great Yo, to be back way, here. Uh, have you seen Topol Jack? Yeah, he's killing it right now. He um, the girl he's producing for Deja Morgan. She's a freaking porn star. Uh, her she goes by the name of Octo Booty, mm. and she uh, he was doing like some showcase, like some official showcase in San Francisco, and then some white dude pulled up to him and was like, "Yo, my sister's trying to learn how to DJ." Um, and I'm wondering if you could give her lessons. And he was like, I don't really give lessons like that, but I mean, yeah, I guess I could teach her to DJ. And it turned out to be Octo Booty popping. Mm. She has millions of followers, and now she's rapping. And if you go listen to her new song, Kobayashi, which Ian produced, he's producing all her tracks. Nice. Like he's there. She's gonna drop tracks like every week, all produced by Tofu Jack. And she be tagging him, and he be she be posting the girl shaking the ass. I'm like, yo, my nigga Tofu, <laughs> my nigga Tofu making this. I'm so proud of him. I'm so proud of him. Yeah, shout out to Tofu Jack. Uh, we just featured him at A and R Hour, so it was really dope um, to have him on. Um, he sent some unreleased stuff, and he's working on a, a rock album. Rock album, yep. So yeah, I, I told him, I'm not his emo shit. I was like, yo, let me get on the album somewhere. We was just ended up and he was like yo do this and i'm like all right i'm gonna figure it out yeah nah, it. he's on his rock shit oh he be sounding like he got that like oh, i'm feeling so weird like that, yeah. that rock shit like yo it brings you back to your oh, yeah. yeah funny because kendrick is supposedly dropping a rock album i mean there was like one tweet that but so we don't really know but supposedly kendrick's and album. he dropped the um a little teaser like right at the beginning of like that was the um it starts with p dot or something like p that foundation something like that but yeah. that wasn't that's not a but that's his label that's what that is that's his label oh that's a label so that's his like creative label everything that he's gonna be doing okay okay so you know finally i think it's kendrick gotten to the point where top dog has gotten him where he is but now it's time for him to build and this mm -hmm. is where he's creating this label so we'll see what, we'll what see. it looks like i know 2020 the plans everybody had is not as strong as they right, were before right, right. but we'll see how that goes so but thank you guys so much for tuning in one thank more time you. uh we'll catch up with you guys on the next episode all right peace follow us on instagram at mogul talk podcast and on twitter at mogul talk pod be sure to find us anywhere you listen to podcasts, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor.fm, or Stitcher. Look us up in your search tab by typing in Mogul Talk. Thanks to our friends over at Anchor.fm, we're now able to accept listener support. If you're interested in supporting the podcast, head to our website at Anchor.fm slash Mogul Talk Podcast and hit the Become a Supporter tab. From there, you can support the podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes as low as a dollar per month. We thank you and appreciate you in advance. Until next time, stay focused, stay motivated, and stay woke.